Hello listeners, this is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon and this is PSG Small Talk for Monday, August 23rd, 2018 and on today's show we will discuss PSG's recent games against Caen in the Coupe de France semi-final and the Sunday evening matchup against Bordeaux in Liga. We will also talk about the potential arrival of one Arsene Wenger. So, let's start with the games. This was an interesting um, two games for PSG in that you can tell that PSG were motivated in the uh, Coupe de France semifinal. I thought they put in a fairly good performance. I mean, they had to sweat it out into the 80th minute. They were tied at one for most of the second half until the Kylian Mbappe goal, his second of the game that made it two to one, and then Christopher Nkunku made it three to one. I thought that was a little bit misleading. I thought they were very good in this game. And I thought Kant were at least um, respectable. I wouldn't say they were very good. I would say that they were respectable. And I feel like if it weren't for a couple of bounces of the ball, PSG very easily could have had 5-6 in that game. So what I really take away from it is that I'm really happy that PSG put out that effort in a French Cup game coming off of that Sunday night 7-1 beatdown of AS Monaco. Because sometimes in the past, PSG have taken their foot off the gas, especially after major victories, especially major victories in Europe, but also major um, victories domestically as well. This was a good example of, I think, PSG playing the game honestly, playing it really hard, Kylian Mbappe, obviously the star of the game. I feel like he's still inconsistent in the sense that he's not dominant in every game. He's not in that Neymar or Messi or Ronaldo place, obviously, or even in that sort of Kevin De Bruyne place where you can just kind of feel like they're leaving their mark on every single game. Whether they dominate it completely or not, you can tell that they always leave a mark on the game. Kylian Mbappe is still at that point where it's like he'll he'll leave his mark on two games and then there'll be one game where he's not necessarily great. But this was an example of a game where I thought he was really great. And overall, defensively, they were pretty solid. Um, Giovanni Lo who I think was the star of the game against Bordeaux, was also very good in this game against Caen. PSG will now go to the Stade de France on Tuesday, May the 8th, where they will play Le Herbier, a Division Three amateur side in the Coupe de France final. Now, this is one of those situations for PSG where it's really kind of a no-win situation in the sense that if they beat Le Herbier 7-0 or 8-0, nobody's going to give PSG much credit for it. If PSG let Le Herbier stay in the game, they're gonna. It's gonna look bad, and I think most of the stadium is gonna want the underdog to win. All the whatever neutrals are in the stands, they're gonna want the Division Three side to win. And I think there are gonna be some PSG fans who don't necessarily mind if the third division team pulls it out. But if PSG lose this game, my goodness, the ridicule is gonna be very much real and very much intense. So. This is one of those games where PSG are going to have pressure on them to perform, to get the job done, 
and to win a trophy that right now is pretty much halfway in their cabinet. Because if they don't, you're going to hear a lot of ridicule about it. So just get ready for that if it happens. I think PSG will be able to win. I just It's almost impossible for an amateur side to beat a team with the amount of talent that PSG have. But hey, I guess stranger things have happened. Now, on to Sunday. I was able to get... I was able to piece together most of this game because for the first time this year, BN Sports was actually really bad with their stream. And it conked out about the 25-minute mark. It rewound itself. I had to call customer service three times. It didn't really seem to help. I was able to watch the first half, but then it skipped ahead to the 80th minute. It got back live. And then I was able to watch the, the, rest, the rest on replay. This was a very lackluster performance by Paris Saint-Germain. And you know what? At this point, they're, they're kind of due for some stinkers. You're late in the year. Everyone's tired. Adrian Rabio's playing for the 50th game in a row. And you just get the feeling that this was a game that Bordeaux obviously wanted to win more than PSG really wanted to win it. So what you got was essentially a droggy, kind of dreary stalemate in the first half. And then in the second half, Bordeaux really put the intensity, really brought the intensity up. And I was sort of surprised at how good they really were in that second half. Usually teams will take it to PSG in the first half and wear down in the second. Bordeaux were really on top of this game for a large portion of it. And as people have talked about already, the star of the game was Alphonse Ariola, who made eight saves, the most he's made in his career, two major ones in the second half to keep the game at nil-nil until Giovanni Lachelso put it in with his left foot from the top of the box in, I believe, the 76th minute of play, which gave PSG the 1-0 lead, which they had to desperately hang on to as the game came to a close. So, what to take from this game? Honestly, not a lot. Adrian Rabio's pretty tired, you can tell. Um... Yuri, I thought, was pretty good. A little bit of a question of if he was as good or if he was, eh. I thought he was pretty good in this game. I thought Giovanni Lachelso again, looked really good. Again, I'm not sure if he's at that level where he can go play in a European game yet. Obviously, you saw him against Real Madrid in the first leg of the Champions League. He clearly, he clearly wasn't ready for that. But right now, he is establishing himself as one of the better midfielders in uh, in the league, honestly. I mean, at this point, he's got to be in the top 10 or the top 20. And he is becoming a consistent player for PSG who they can plug into the lineup. He can play multiple positions. He has had, in my opinion, a really strong year. And I honestly wish he starts the rest of the games because I don't really need to see Marco Verratti again. I know what he can do. Give him his rest. Let him let him heal up. Honestly, I really don't need to see Adrian Rabio again. And this is where Christopher Nkunku comes in. Um, interesting for him. I think this year he's been better as a left winger in that 4-3-3 when they put him up there as opposed to him being in the midfield. This was not a great game from him. Obviously, when you don't play a whole lot, it's not a large sample size and really can't get the full measure of a player, but it's clear at this point that he does need games, and he needs to work out some of this rust, 
and I would give him another chance against Gingamp on Sunday, which is where PSG will go next. They have four more games remaining, and they are on 90 points, which means that PSG can become the first Liga team in history to reach the 100-point mark and become the French Centurions. They have Gingamp at home. They have Amiens on the road. They have Rennes at home where they'll get the trophy. And they will play... Um, that last game will be against Kong on the road to finish off the campaign. And there's a very good chance PSG, obviously the heavy favorite in all four of those games, and they can afford to draw one of them, that if PSG win three more and draw one or win all four, they will be the first French team to get to 100 points. And I think that that's a legitimate accomplishment. And I think it's something to be celebrated. I think it's something to be remembered. And I think it will leave them as the best team in the history of French football, maybe except for some of those Marseille teams. I know what I just said, but yes, the Marseille teams that won the European Cup and obviously they had that whole betting scandal, but still, just to be fair, PSG will be among the best teams in the history of France. They will have won every trophy there is to win domestically, and that will be a major, major accomplishment. Now, moving on, and this show is going to be relatively short. One, because I just got off of work. You can, If you can hear, I'm in the car. I'm pretty tired. I've been doing podcasts all weekend for the World Cup Project, which premieres on Monday, April 30th, one week from today, or six days from tomorrow, depending on when you hear this. The first guest will be Guillaume Delaporte, and we will talk about the complicated history, the complicated recent history of Les Bleus. And it will be the first of a 12-part series. And you, if you've been on Twitter, you have heard the names that we have booked for this show. Chase Hayslip of Canary in Blue, Tyler Dunn of Banter FC, Cosse Espinosa, Eduardo Razo, John Olangi. We have David Wood. We have Matt Gooding. All of your PSG Talk contributors, including Louis Jocks. We have the return to podcasting of Daniel Pregbaha. We have even PSG Talk editor Ed will make one of his rare appearances on a podcast. So make sure you are following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the latest on the World Cup project, which again, I am very proud of, and I cannot wait to share with all of you. Now... To our set. Now, there have been, I would say, substantial rumors, meaning that it's been more than one published site, saying that Arsene Wenger, that, it, that at the very least, PSG have approached Arsene Wenger to take a, let's call it a senior office position at Paris Saint-Germain. Obviously, he's not going to be the coach because... All things considered, Thomas Tuchel is going to be the next coach of Paris Saint-Germain. The rumors have not changed. They have not deviated. It is Tuchel, and it would take a major shock for it to not be Tuchel. So if PSG were to bring in Arsene Wenger, he would have to be above Thomas Tuchel in the hierarchy. Now, in my opinion, there's a way that this can go. You can have him as sort of an advisor 
or sort of a, a position above Enrique, above Antero Henrique, who can advise on all different parts of the club. So you have, theoretically, let's say the hierarchy is Tuchel's the coach, Henrique is the sporting director, and he works with Tuchel to pick the players. And Arsene is above, as sort of a buffer between Henrique, Tuchel, and the power structure, including Nasser Al-Khalifi and the uh, Emir of Qatar. Now, if that's the structure, and Arsene can sort of work as a wedge between, not a wedge, but as sort of a buffer between the two, where Arsene can kind of oversee everything in a way, but not really have total and final say, but just sort of let the people under him sort of do their jobs, that could work really well because it can allow for PSG to function as more of a cohesive um, front office. Now, it could totally blow up in their face if it happens. If Arsene Wenger wants to sort of be the sporting director and pick all the players and have his say in managerial decisions, that could go horribly wrong. So I'm tired of taking, I'm sort of taking a wait and see attitude when it comes to Asin. I think in the right capacity, he could really be a very subtle improvement for what PSG want to do to sort of bring a little stability to their constantly um, in flux power structure. Or he can be sort of a disruptor who throws it in, he throws it into even more chaos. We'll see. I have no real strong opinion one way or the other. I would like to see how it plays out first. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, obviously, for articles about PSG. Please visit psgtalk.com, the number one news and opinion site for Paris Saint-Germain in English. Again, I can't stress this enough because it's kind of my baby and I really want it to do well. Get ready for the World Cup project. If you're, if you have friends that are not uh, PSG fans, the World Cup project is really not a PSG project. We talk about PSG a little bit, but it's really not a PSG project. It's a World Cup project. All fans from all walks of life can listen to these and find enjoyment and entertainment out of them. So tell your friends that this is happening to subscribe to the PSG Talking channel and to get ready because the World Cup project is coming in one week. So for PSG Talk, this has been Mark Damon. Au revoir for now.